Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Word of God. We're studying the Gospel of John. Today is episode 185. We're looking at John chapter 19, verses 31 through 37. Let's read the passage. Since it was the preparation day, the Jews did not want the bodies to remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a special day. They requested that Pilate have the men's legs broken and their bodies be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other one who had been crucified with him. When they came to Jesus, they did not break his legs since they saw that he was already dead. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified so that you also may believe. His testimony is true, and he knows he is telling the truth. For these things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones was broken. Also, another scripture says that they will look at the one they pierced. What we saw last time in verse 30 says, Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. That is, Jesus died. So now the the narrative we're looking at today, Jesus is dead. Verse 31, since it was the preparation day. So the preparation day is the day before the Sabbath the day preparing for the Sabbath. So the Jews did not want the bodies to remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a special day. Now, that Sabbath was also the Passover. So it's the preparation day for the Sabbath, but it's also the preparation day for the Passover. And their tradition was not to leave somebody who had been executed overnight for the Sabbath. Uh, and that comes from the command in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy twenty-one twenty-three: you must not desecrate the land the Lord your God has given you. They believed that was desecration of the land, so their tradition was not to leave a dead body hanging overnight like that for the Sabbath. So it was the day of preparation. It was Friday, the day before the Sabbath, also the day before the Passover. It's also the day that the Passover lambs are slaughtered. They're slaughtered about 3 p.m. that day, which many people, based on the uh, timeline of the events of the crucifixion, say that's about the time that Jesus died, was about the time that the Passover lambs were being slaughtered. So they requested that Pilate have the men's legs broken and their bodies be taken away. Now, with crucifixion, it's it's a slow, agonizing death, and while the Romans really desired that people be hung up there as long as possible, suffer as long as possible. The bodies hang for a while. It's a very public display. They're also sensitive to the sensibilities of the local people, and so they don't necessarily follow all their traditions in this crucifixion, because it is the Passover. And so the uh, Jews said, we we can't leave their dead bodies up overnight. And we can't take them down till they're dead. So we would like their death to be hastened. And you do that by breaking their legs. Because you're hanging there on the cross and it's very difficult to breathe. You need to push up a little bit with your legs. Which is painful enough since your legs are nailed to the cross. But still have to push up a little bit in order to breathe. So by breaking their legs, a combination of the shock of just having your legs broken with a, a big stick or a mallet or hammer or something along with then the inability to lift yourself up to breathe, brought along a a quick death thereafter. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man 
and of the other one who had been crucified with him. Verse 33, when they came to Jesus, they did not break his legs since they saw that he was already dead. So they come to Jesus and he's already dead. Why did he die so quickly compared to the other two? It could have been the, that he was beaten more brutally uh, in uh, the preparation. Pilate wanted to punish him severely to avoid having to crucify him. So he was beaten rather severely. But they come to break Jesus' legs and see that he's already dead. So they don't break his legs. Verse 34, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. Now, we're not told why. We don't know if this is a common thing, but they see that Jesus is already dead. So one of the soldiers stabs him with a spear. Now, is that to make sure he's dead or just as an act of brutality? We don't know. I, I suspect it's just to make sure he's really dead. John notes that at once blood and water came out. Now, we don't know if John's making a theological statement here, and there's a lot of conjecture about this because there are places in the Bible that talk about blood and water. But it's it's a leap to, to make a, a theological statement out of this. Whereas John just saying, that is odd, that is strange. I believe it's the latter. John's just reporting what happened. The uh, soldier st- stuck a spear in his side and blood and water came out. John's probably never seen anything like that before. Now, there's a lot of medical experts who've written about this and say that a spear thrust rupturing some of the uh, like the, the sack around the heart and the, the lungs would, for somebody who was already dead... Uh, create something like this because of separation of, of blood and water. And, and so you can Google and read a medical expert opinion on what the significance of this is, and it shows that he really was dead. Now, some people say that as far as the resurrection goes, Jesus uh, wasn't completely dead when they took him off the cross. He was dead, and he's certified dead by professional executioners. These even stabbed in the side with a spear. He, he is dead. So John makes a, a comment here, verse 35. He who saw this has testified so that you may also believe. His testimony is true and he knows he's telling the truth. So John's saying this, really believe me here. And so why, why is he including this? I, I think because it's an unusual thing. The uh, stabbing Jesus in the side, the blood and water coming out. And I think John's just making a point of, yeah, I really saw this. Uh, Believe me, it is true. I promise it's true. And then verse 36, he says, For these things happen so that the scripture will be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Now, which scripture is this? It's hard to say. There doesn't seem to be a messianic prophecy or psalm or anything dealing with the broken bone aspect. Um, Some people think he's referring to a Passover issue. That is, in the rules for the preparation of the Passover lamb, you're not supposed to break its bones. In Exodus 12.46 or Numbers 9.12, in preparing the Passover lamb, you're, you're not to break its bones. It's to be a perfect sacrifice. John may be making that allusion in that This is the preparation day. 
This is the day that the Passover lambs were slaughtered, and Jesus, as the perfect Passover lamb, is slaughtered here, and none of his bones are broken, just like you do with a Passover lamb. In verse 37, he says, also another scripture says, they will look at the one they pierced. This is reference to Zechariah, Zechariah 12, 10. And, and so here we have the death of Jesus. Jesus really is dead. Jesus is still hanging on the cross, and the Jews want to hasten the death of the ones that are being executed. The professional executioners come along, a break the legs of the first two guys, come to Jesus and say, he is already dead. So they don't break his legs. But somebody verifies he's dead and assures he really is dead by stabbing him in the side with a spear, rupturing some of the internal organs, and thereby the separated water and blood coming out. By the time John writes this, remember, John didn't write this till much later. There had already been a lot of incorrect theology come out and there was a group of people starting to challenge the idea that Jesus really was a human and I think that's why John gives this uh, these extra details about the stabbing him in the side and the blood and water coming out he's not just some kind of ghost some kind of apparition he is a real human who really died and John saw this he saw the spear in the side, and the blood and water come out. You know, as we read through First John, there were so many times that uh, John made the point, you have to believe that Jesus really did come in the flesh. And so this, some of that may have been abounding at the time that John wrote his gospel. So he's making the point here, he really was a man, he really was a human, he really was flesh and blood, and I saw this, I saw it happen. So Jesus has died. It's Friday, and he has died at the same time the Passover lambs are being slaughtered for the sins of the world. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.